you're rock bottom right now. You, you can't go any farther. You got to go back up. You got to go up. And that, I know where, where you are. If you're listening to this, you're, you're saying like, where is up? I, I don't, I'm not going to have anything. But you got to go back in your mind and remember that there are other times that you failed. It might not be business. It could have been a relationship. It could have been a job you were fired from. It could be a marriage. All of those things are really the same, you know? So you got to dig in that toolbox and say, okay, if I went through that and I was going out of my mind, I will be okay. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. How are you doing today, Luke? Uh, well, I was telling Andrea, our producer, that I'm trying to do this 25 push-ups an hour challenge, which is kind of weak when you think about it, 25 push-ups an hour. But is that because of David difficult. Goggins? Yeah, it's kind of the, I think he did more than 25 push-ups an hour, but yes, it kind of comes from that same type of thread. But um, man, the hours fly by so fast. The problem is I'll like blink and two hours have gone by and then 50 push-ups in one setting is a lot harder than than 25. I'm out of breath. Shows me <clears throat> how much, because I just did 25, shows me how much like you have to do cardio plus lifting or whatever you call it. Like obviously I'm not a fitness instructor, but you have to do both. Because I went from the gym, you guys remember this, I was like 4 o'clock, 4 a.m., so I get to the gym at 4.30, for literally like freaking 300, you know, straight type workouts, and, well, I shouldn't say straight, but 300 like consistent, and I still am out of breath doing 25 push-ups. That means, guys, when you <laughs> lift at the gym, even though you might be getting good muscles, you are not working you the heart. You gotta do both. No, yeah. no, David Goggins had this thing I tried once. I, I tried it for a little bit, but basically it was like 100 push-ups. Um, I don't remember what in what time frame, but what you did is like you did 10 push-ups and you rested for 30 seconds. Then you did 10 push-ups and you rested for 30 seconds. And I got to like 150, but the point is like not to stop. The point is to like, if you can do one push-up, then rest for 10, rest for 30 yep. seconds to a minute and try and do one more. If you can't, rest for two minutes and try and do one more and then just do that until you get to 100 push-ups yeah he did and that I with could uh, not move the next what was day. it jesse eitzler or itzler however you pronounce eitzler, his last yeah. name living living with a seal or whatever that that book where the guy did you know we're not going to leave this garage until you do this many pull-ups <laughs> it's crazy anyway well our guest today this is a fun little time because our guest today actually she is an employee here. She's one of the team members here at Reminder Media, woo, woo. a big workout fan herself. As a matter of fact, so big. When we went into quarantine, we had a biggest loser competition going when amongst some some members of the team here. And uh, to keep it going because we couldn't do weigh-ins and do check-ins with everybody, she started like a biggest losers chat and like three times a day would make us all do these intense exercises. And then she would give us points and dock us points if we didn't. I lost a lot of points because I didn't follow the instructions properly but her name is tamira johnson she's on our marketing team she's a digital marketing specialist here at reminder media all of the emails that you guys see tamira is behind the scenes working the logic sending out all of those emails keeping everything on track here but we wanted to have her on the podcast really because well first of all we've been asking her for a while but she was a little shy <laughs> but then recently i saw her uh on a panel with some other creatives here in philadelphia 
And it was such an interesting, she has such an amazing story that immediately after that thing, after that panel, I said, Tamira, come on, you have to be on the it's podcast. Like, Tamira, what are you doing? Don't hide the gold from the audience. <laughs> so Tamira Johnson, welcome to Stay Paid. Hey guys, welcome. I mean, I'm here. I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm excited. This is so, so good. Tamira, it's awesome to have you. Tamira, you have a gift. Maybe I've told you this before. I hope I have. If I haven't, shame on me. But certain people, like when you meet in life, you know they have the gift of inspiration and motivation. There's just, you know, think about the people in your life right now. You know who those people are. They just have a natural gift of inspiration, motivation. You have that gift. Man, God gave you that gift. It's like you get no around. Pressure. Yeah, you get around to Myra and it's just like, dang, I'm motivated and I don't know why. You just like in the in the presence of that person. Do some so, push-ups now, Luke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, I'm going to go do 25 push-ups. You guys enjoy this story. But no, Tamira, <laughs> if you can kind of share your journey, right? So your your life journey. I know you had, you know, you have this entrepreneurial spirit. You're also obviously one of our digital marketers. But share your journey of kind of where you've gotten to today and some of the lessons that you've learned over the period of time that you've done it. Oh, wow. Wow. So I know we only have an hour, so I'm not going to <laughs> too much, too much. But I, but I will share um, like my entrepreneurial journey and just a little bit about my background. So um, I am a creative. I went to Howard University to be an architect, did not become an architect, but I did. Really? Yeah. I, I did not know that to be an architect. Yeah, I did. I did. I went to school of architecture and everything. I, the team no sleep. That starts with architecture because you can't sleep. You got to stay up, build models and everything. But, um, my, my path ventured because I became a mom in college, right? Right. So it was a mom in college. I have a 22-year-old daughter now who has her bachelor's degree. I'm kind of sharing my age. But the whole background of entrepreneurship kind of came from my grandfather. Well, he was an entrepreneur. And um, he was a doctor. And, you know, he really pushed education. And he also pushed, you know, having your own. So um, I'm going to give you some of, of the good parts and and some of like the amazing, because I know that our listeners on uh, Stay Paid, you know, they're in different journeys of life, right? So my inspiration um, comes from my grandmother and grandfather because they were there like when our parents passed away. So my parents passed away, like my, my mom passed away when I was really young, about six, it's four of mm. us. And um, my dad stayed around, but he like loved my mom so much that that put him in like this depression, right? So when you're you're in an environment like that, where you don't have mom, you don't have dad, you got your siblings, you're trying to keep everybody together. Um, you either become really depressed or you find ways to get out of it with joking and all of that. So we became mm -hmm. a bunch of jokesters, right? That was a way to kind of hide and shield. But I also had to talk to people, you know, I had to talk to people and I had to, to kind of push myself out there and kind of hide this story that like, I don't want to talk about my mom, don't want to talk about my dad, I want you just to see me. So that's where the jokester came up, right? And I found myself connecting with everyone with my gift of gab because I'll throw a joke. You know, Josh knows this with our with our um, meetings, right? I'll throw a joke in there every now and then. You Gets know, I every time. yeah, all the time. You know, but I want people to feel like good around me, even when we're going through like bad times. So that kept me, I guess, as like my own spokesperson, right? And going through life, you know, going through school, dealing with people, you know, having these little little defeats and, and failures, and then kind of having these come ups. Um, I got a little bit older. I know I'm kind of pushing everybody through this really quickly. We only got an hour, right? I can talk about myself forever. And, and I will one day. I will one day. <laughs> so, you know, moving into adulthood, you know, I got this older daughter. Um, I'm, you know, kind of going through my creative process because even though I'm, you know, went to school for architecture, I'm, I still was a painter. 
Um, I taught myself to sew and I really loved entrepreneurship because like that was like where I wanted to be. I wanted to be this business owner, you know? Um, they felt like the Mavericks. They felt like the folks like they make their own path. So I wanted mm. to do this thing. And um, I, I started sewing probably about 10 years ago, YouTube University. You can learn anything there, right? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and um, when, I, when I started sewing, I was just kind of making like these small little pet projects, right? And I said, well, I'll make some bags. Made a few bags. And um, I'm still working a full-time job. To work, I'll, I'll say I worked for Temple University, great company. Uh, work for a university architect. So mind you, I'm working in this job where there's not a lot of creativity when it comes to sewing. Ain't nobody sewing in there, right? But the creativity comes with me coming home and saying, I got to do something, you know, I got to make this energy flow. So I started making handbags. <coughs> someone said, you should start selling these. You know, you should start seeing if it really works. So I kind of took the spark and I said, all right, there's a, there's a flea market right down the block from me at University of Penn. They had this little flea market. I'll go see what happens. I got a gift to get. I put a table up, right? <coughs> stuff out. And as I'm, um, as I'm selling, I'm talking to people because I want to know you, you know, I want to know about you before you even purchase. I want to get to know you. So my gift of gab got people to actually buy from me. Mm. And I like that feeling. You know, I really love the feeling of hitting the sale and you interacting with me. And like, I had maybe, I want to say about 30 bags. Like when I got done, I think I had like two left. Right. And there's this woman at the left and, you know, woman at the right. She's kind of looking at my table and I'm just like, what do you want me to do? I'm sorry. I'm a saleswoman. This is what I do. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I, I got that spark and I kept going with it. And what I did was um, my, my company, my brand is called Lily Glow Boutique, Lily, Asiatic Lily, and in Glow, because I feel like everybody that I'm around should glow, right? Remember Lily, mm. I had that infectious personality. I want you to glow, right? See, you're smiling right now. See, it happened. I don't even have to sell you. <laughs> so um, with that, I said, okay, I can do the creative, but I also need to learn like what it is to be in business. And what I did was I took the classes um, at Temple University. They have like small business development, Fox School of Business, um, the uh, Institutional of uh, Entrepreneurial Research or Innovation. I know I'm saying it wrong, but I went through all of these things, different think tanks. Um, I tried out for the Shark Tank, all of that, right? Or, well, you did? did? Yeah, but like on a small, like we we're not gonna blow it up, right? <laughs> not blow it up on a really small okay. scale. I didn't I didn't get picked, but I but I definitely. What did you do? You submitted a video. Like, what's the process? I'm curious. I don't want to oh, well, interrupt no, you the story, but forecasting. You got to go forecasting, and then you just oh, wow, oh, that's awesome. In front of a panel, that. and they tell you if you're 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 worthy to go past. I mean, I didn't have a product strong enough for Shark Tank. But okay, I, mean, I made it in line. Hey, you tried, man. That's <laughs> there's a lesson there, right there. Yeah, you showed up. How many people didn't? Oh, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Line was long, though. Line was long. <laughs> I thought about American Idol, but I never went. <laughs> but I thought about it. I really thought about it hard. I practiced outside my house. <laughs> you were going to be the next William Hung. Oh. <laughs> like, if you don't know American Idol references, go look that up right now. Totally look them up, right? Look <laughs> making me choke here. That's right. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. But so, no, um... So anyway, I know I'm kind of like pushing all this together. Um, I learned everything that you needed, like, you know, getting the business plan, understanding the feasibility statement, writing a business plan again, getting a, um, a, a mentor, getting um, an accountant, a real accountant, you know, and then putting all these folks together. So with my business, I, I had my full time. And then during the weekend, I'm, you know, I'm selling my brand. I'm making the actual clothing. I'm meeting people. I'm doing the photography. I'm doing all of that work. I'm feeling good. I'm not getting sleep. 
because I'm pushing this brand. And then I'm doing um, like what we're doing right now. We're looking at all this motivation coming from Stay Paid, right? So I'm up at night and I'm, I'm getting motivational videos. I'm looking at T.D. Jakes. I'm, I'm, I'm reading books by like Howard Schultz from um, he's Starbucks, you know, reading his story. And I'm listening to all of these nuggets of take your last 500, right? <laughs> put it into your brand. See if the mm. brand is well, put your last 10,000, put your last thousand. And for me, I was like, look, I have retirement. It was like at a hundred thousand, a little bit over a hundred thousand. I can take this nest egg and I can put it into my brand. And everyone told me like, don't do that. That's not the right way to go. And I was like, when you're writing your book, when you're writing that, 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 that thick, you know, um, autobiography, that chapter is going to say this person took that money and became this, this entity, right? You became mm-hmm. this brand. Well, that didn't work out for me. You know, like I, I opened up my, I, I had my brand. Um, I was still working. I realized the only way that I'm going to become this entrepreneur, the way I want and get my brand in front of people is by quitting this job, going full time, opening up a brick and mortar and, you know, you build it, it will come. Right. So I did just that. And I mean, I had like fashion shows. I, I, I was on the radio, all of these great things happened. And then my business tanked, right? Mm. Nothing like it tanked. And I mean, a hundred thousand dollars, not a lot of money. Like people think it is when you're when you're pulling it, but you're looking at all the people that you got to pay. If you do your taxes wrong, yep. you get it wrong. Um, yep. You know, you you think that if I get this, it will make people come, and people did. You know, people showed up, but that revenue, and you still have to pay for your utilities. You still have to pay your people. You still use any type of fine that you get. You got to take care of those things. So you don't think about those things along the way. And I remember um, having my store. You know, it was it was a dream opening up the store. It's in the neighborhood I grew up in. You know, I'm right in this epicenter of like, you know, University City. If you're familiar with Philly, then you know where University City is. And, you know, people are coming up saying, I remember you with the, with the, with the table. And now you've got the store, right? You're, you're on that different chapter. And for me to have that and I'm watching and everything looks great. You know, everything looks great, but I'm looking at my bank account and it's like negative. Mm. Negative, you know? And right before I made that leap, I wrote, you know, basically I, I have a journal, like I write all the time, my dreams and where I want to go. But I remember a year before that, um, before I quit my job, my accountant said, if you're going to quit, I want you to feel all these feelings. I want you to know that, you know, that, you know, do not quit until next year. I want you to go through all of these feelings. So I actually wrote to myself, if Lily Glow as a brand, standalone brand does not work on its own, I will go back to a job. And I did not want to do that, you know, like, because I felt like that's the failure piece, right? Don't go back mm. to a job. Keep, keep sailing. Mm. So, but I felt like it might happen and just be ready. Well, the might did happen. Like my, my store, I couldn't keep it. Um, I had to shut it down. Like I put all my money into it. I wasn't able to keep my apartment. I had this really nice apartment. I had a nice car, all of those things. And it tanked and it collapsed, you know, and I'm looking at it like I have nowhere to go. I'm calling my friends. My friends like, I got a basement. It's a nice basement, you know. When when I do the movie, like, <laughs> I got a basement. You can live in. It always sounds hard when you say somebody lives in the basement, right? Real nice basement. I had a shower and everything. Um, so I'm there, and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta get a job. And my pride is like, no, we're, you gotta get back to that dream. But I have to eat, you know. So I'm, I'm looking at my resume. I'm, I'm, you know, kind of, you know, pay, pounding the pavement, pavement, if you will. Actually. I'll, on a computer going through, going through different um, interviews. And I said, I want to go to a company that's going to make me feel like I feel every day. Like I, I want to feel inspired. I want 
them to make me feel like, you know, the entrepreneur that I am. And I want them to push me. And I'm not going to get a job unless that happens. Now, mind you, I'm saying that while everything is crumbling. And then slowly but surely, Reminder Media comes up, right? And this is not a shameless plug. Like, you know, nobody's paying me to say this. <laughs> yes, it is. We are, <laughs> we are actually paying her right now. So <laughs> I am getting paid, but not paid to say it. But I remember <laughs> going, going into this interview and like, I'm a pretty confident person, but you know, I'm like kind of shaking. Cause I'm like, I feel like this is the place, but I don't know if this is the place. And my stomach is grumbling. Cause I'm, I'm not really eating. Cause I'm, I got to save this money, but I, I need this place to feed me spiritually, emotionally. Mm. And yes, with the check, you know, so I get here, I get the interview and what you guys don't know. And Josh knows this a little bit. Cause you know, you were on the, on the, uh, venture cafe, you know, little podcast that we had, but when I was coming in, I didn't have anything. I was the girl coming from like the basement looking like Beyonce, Beyonce from the basement, right? All, all beautiful. But coming into work and having to eat ramen noodles because I'm coming out of the failure with that business mm. and still coming in with a good, you know, with a good personality, but going home, like, how did I let this collapse? And it took me almost two years for me to realize like, that's a part of the journey, but I was so angry. I, I felt kind of like a, like a ruse, you know, like it just felt so fake because all of these people saw me doing great things. And I did fail publicly. Like I, you know, like I had a GoFundMe page and all this and people were coming up and I go from being on the paper of look at this, you know, business to, to being kaput. So I was mm-hmm. just like, it was such an identity, you know, crisis for me. And I was still coming into work acting like things were good. You know, I was still doing what I needed to do. And I remember people started to contact me after that because they, number one, they wanted to check in on me. I will say I, I have a small family, but my family was really supportive. They, they couldn't, you know, support me financially, which I didn't want, but they supported me with the go girl, make it yeah. happen, do your thing. So that was the blessing. It's awesome. But there were other people that were, they were just like shocked. Like, you know, how, how did it fail? You know, it didn't seem like it felt like it, it seemed like you just quit. And it's like, it, it, I didn't quit. It, you know, I didn't have the revenue anymore. So once I got through that identity, I started to talk to more people about failure in business because nobody wants to talk about that, right? Everybody right. wants to blitz. They want to tell you the team, no sleep, hustle all day. We're going to do this. You know, nobody's a loser. Yeah, you feel that all day. But when you're, when you're that billion dollar brand, when you're that million dollar, multi-million dollar brand, you had to go through a lot of failures to get there. Yep. You know, and, and you'll look back and say they were learning points. But when you're in the thick of it, you're like, yo, what's going to happen next year? Like my plans are not are not edging out for me. So what my job and I feel I'm still going to go out and get, you know, get that brand. I'm going to be with you guys. I'm going to be with you guys. But, you know, when wait, wait a second. She's wait, not. No. She said she's going to leave us. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I hope you do. I hope you do. No, no. But but what I what I wanted to just make sure I told folks is. That that failure that we're going through, like right now with COVID, like everybody's yeah. going like what I what what people are going through now, I was going through that in 2017, you know, and mm-hmm. I got a lot of like the oh, you know, I'm praying for you and I'm making sure things are good and all that. But what you don't understand is like this is the process, right? You're in the belly of the beast right now, right? You nobody wants to hear this. Your business your business is dried up. Regardless of what happened to make this happen, to sound redundant. That happens in business all the time, all over the world, regardless mm-hmm. if COVID shows up or not, right? And you got to be ready for it. And like what I'm learning and what what I've learned actually is that 
that whole like have like plan A, B, C, D, and F, all the way that entire plan, you need that. And when I hear people say like, there ain't no plan B, there's always plan A. It's like, <laughs> this is not reality, you know, <laughs> but because <laughs> you hear that. Yeah, but yeah. you always have to talk to yourself, like have that mirror conversation that you're not going to die. You're not going to fall apart. And that's what I see all the time with myself. Like our bodies are made to live. Like, you know, your whole body, your whole thing is, is equipped for you to go forward. And even if your business tanks, you know, and trust me, it, it will, if, if you think it won't, you know, certain parts will tank, you will lose employees that you love. They will, they mm-hmm. will get coached by other people. You know, you don't want that. Or that marketing plan that you wanted to have happen, not ours. Ours are always great. But I'm talking about the marketing plan you want to happen. May not. Peter to say that too. <laughs> <laughs> or you might you might drop that hundred thousand into something that you think is going to happen. You know, double over, triple over, and it comes back of nothing. And that one hundred thousand dollars could be you putting your house up, right? You and your spouse putting your house up for this dream, and then it it falls apart. And it's like, does your marriage break? You know, did you fall apart because you you went out and you were this maverick? No, you gotta you gotta find ways to refine that and and just keep telling yourself like it will happen at the right time. And um, my last little point, because I know you guys are itching to ask me a question, and you know I can be long winded. But um, there's a part with me like you know I don't know what your faith is, whoever's watching and listening. But I'm like I'm a God girl, you know I really am. Like you know I, I really am. Like I know that there's something bigger than me, right? And I know that that. You know, I say he, I don't know who you'll say, but for me, he lets me know every day, like, I got your back, you know, I got your back. Even when you eat these ramen noodles, even when you were driving an Uber to to keep your cell phone on for your business because you had to go, even when you were doing those things, like, I got your back. And it's not supposed to be easy. Like, Mm. it's it's not supposed to be easy. So if you're looking for the easy route, or if you think you have this million dollar thing that's like, it's going to work, if you you don't have some fear in it, it ain't big enough. Yeah. like it's not big enough. You gotta yeah, have some so fear. It'll show you, you know, where you need to go. And one thing that I did way before I quit my job, I asked God, I said, God, I want you to show me everybody that I need to be a part of. I want to be able to feel them. I want to be able to look at someone and know in my gut that's the person I need to connect to. I want you to have the zip code. I want you to have my 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 employees laid out. I actually want you to go to that landlord. And, and talk to them for me. And that might sound real crazy, but I do believe in that kind of God that, that he's going to be on your behalf before you even know it, you know? So, mm. so that's how I go, you know? Can I let you in on a little secret? If you've got a small business, you gotta have a blog. A blog is a great way to increase your SEO and generate new leads. Plus, if you're doing it right, your current customers will look at you as an expert and check in with you more often. But how do you get started? Just go to ReminderMedia.com backslash blogging and download a beginner's guide to small business blogging for free. It'll teach you how to get your blog up and running and give you an overview of the different types of content you should already be posting. That's ReminderMedia.com backslash blogging for your free beginner's guide to small business blogging. Take action on this today. I love it. I love it. Preach it. I love it. I love it. No, I think that's fantastic. You know, one of the golden nuggets that I really do think is in there in your story is the, you know, I agree with you 100%. Failure is part of the the process. If you haven't failed, you haven't lived, right? But I think the golden nugget about this idea of you don't need to be ashamed 
of your failure. And I think the the thing that most people kills most people is the shame and the guilt they feel. Like when you feel like taking like think about it this way, like it's it felt shameful for you to get a job. And it's like a little bit of in our culture, right? Like, and this, this comes from the glorification of entrepreneurs, right? And I love entrepreneurs, right? But, but it's like we glorify entrepreneurship, but we don't glorify working for a company anymore, right? Or doing these things. And, and we put these weird shames on ourselves and guilt on ourselves from outside perspective. And one of the things that you said was so powerful is where you get your identity. And I'm a huge believer in that where you place your identity everything else will flow. And if your identity is just purely in your, your business and your business fails, then your life crumbles, right? And that's why your identity has to be placed. And for you, you know, you place your identity in God. And it's just like, so you have to have where you place your identity, everything else will flow from that. And I think it's so powerful for people to hear, hey, not every entrepreneurial journey ends up as a success. And that's okay. Not every entrepreneur, and it's not wrong to go take a job with a company and then eventually leave. I, I view it as like a bus, right? It's like you're on the reminder media bus, and I hope you stay for thousands of miles. But the main thing is when you get off that bus, I hope you're better off for whenever, whatever stop it is that you got off. I heard one entrepreneur say at one time, like, this is a ship, and we're going to explore new lands, and we're going to enter into ports. And at one point, you're not going to get back on this ship. You're going to go, whether it's build your own ship and seek your adventure or whatever. But there's nothing wrong with that. And I think we as a culture need to get back to glorifying like the journey, not necessarily the destination and not necessarily the entrepreneurship. Because I think there's a lot of kids out there right now that are feel imposter syndrome because they feel like they have to put on this front of being successful, of making tons of money, of being a business owner, and they don't realize you can be just as successful being a number two, a number three, a number four, a number five. It doesn't matter what number you are. You can be just as successful there. I just think that's so powerful, and a lot of people don't talk about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I feel the same way, and it's like, one thing about me, and this is me tooting my horn, like, I know the type of person I am. And I said, any job that I work for, you don't want me to be in your department. You're going to want me to work for you. You're going to, you, cause you know, I'm going to look at your brand the way I look at my brand because it emulates me, you know? Hmm. And at the end of the day, like we have these folks who want to talk about the entrepreneurial dream. And then you want to, you know, I guess cast a shadow on the nine to fivers. And it's like the nine to fivers are keeping your phones on, you know, the nine to fivers are keeping zoom going or whatever platform you're using. They're taking care of your car. So don't, don't separate yourself. And then when I hear the folks say, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to work for a nine to five, like you're going to have folks that work for you. You mm -hmm. have folks that will be your payroll. <laughs> you want them to be gully for you. You want them to go out and when you're not in the room to talk about your brand without, you know, oh God, I gotta, yeah. like everybody has those days. Everybody has them, you know, but you don't want somebody that's not we, doing. You know what it is? It's, it takes a village to raise a child, it takes a village to, to build a company. And what that means is there's different giftings for different pieces of the organization. What people can't lack, right? And I don't want people to get confused when they're listening to a podcast. What you can't lack is a passion for the vision. Like you have to believe in the vision 
but your skill set in your in the way you contribute to that vision is going to look differently depending on your giftings, your talents, your inspiration, your drive. And good leaders can look at people and pull out of them the giftings that they have and put them into the situations that they need to be. Because guess what? You need somebody sometimes that's going to love sitting there for eight hours a day. And whether it's processing something or like, like I had to run accounting here. Everybody knows if they're following along a state paid, I had to run accounting. I almost died. Almost like, I, yeah, this is my, this is my woe is me story. I almost died running our accounting. Like it was killing my inspiration. It was killing everything about me running like the, because it's just not my giftings. So thank God there's someone who loves coming in, doesn't want to be the number one entrepreneur on a stage that loves looking at numbers, doesn't have to be glorified, loves being the support system behind the, the, the scenes. Thank God there's someone out there that's gifted that way, because that's what I think we're missing today is that we're not telling kids that message. We're not telling kids that like we take it to the point where we don't even glorify trades anymore. Like we don't glorify plumbers. We don't glorify, you know, contractors, skills with your hands. We don't even glorify it there. Now you got me on a rant. Now you got it. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, you know, obviously you've been through this failure, right? And in your, in your darkest time, right, what did you do? Because there's people listening to this right now that are failing. What, what advice would you give to them for their, their body, body, mind, and spirit? You know what I mean? How, how can they get themselves out of this rut that they're in right now? Yeah, yeah. So, so you got to remember that there's an upswing, right? Right, you got to remember there's a if you're rock bottom right now you, you can't go any farther you got to go back up you got to go up and that i know where, where you are if you're listening to this you're you're saying like where is up i, I don't i'm not going to have anything but you got to go back in your mind and remember that there are other times that you failed it might not be business it could have been a relationship it could have been a job you were fired from it could be a marriage all of those things are really the same you know so you got to dig in that toolbox and say okay if i went through that and i was going out of my mind I will be okay. And you got to make the effort, you know, you got to make the effort and, 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 and be a little shameless, you know, like when I didn't have anything, I went to Uber. Now I was, you know, this princess going, no, I'm not driving nobody around. I'm like a taxi driver driving people around. And then when I needed to pay that rent for that store, you know, I'm driving around, somebody's vomiting in the back of my car. (laughs) (laughs) I got this. (laughs) I'm full face of makeup, you know, driving with, with nails done. And it's like, I love that. (laughs) <laughs> no, go, go, go. Oh, I was just going to say, you can't let your pride, you can't let your pride get in array. Pride comes before the fall. That's you what it is. Do it. So don't be afraid to, to kind of step out and, and look a little foolish to make sure that, cause you, cause you got to eat, got to make sure that you eat. Mm-hmm. And then all of that other stuff will come And Rock bottom is not a place where you're going to stay. You know, it's, it's, it's just a little destination that all of us go through. Some people don't mm-hmm. want to talk about it, you know? But if you mm-hmm. can talk about it, please do, because you know you don't know what the other person is going through. And I'm I'm looking at you, Josh. You, you look like you you want to say something, but I don't no, I have. <clears throat> I took a sip of this energy drink at the beginning of this podcast, and I have literally been choking on it the entire time. He has a tickle. I can't even throat. ask a question. I keep <laughs> muted. Ariel's going to hate me because she's going to have to cut mute uh, edit this audio, and I'm just coughing all the, the whole coughs. time. Oh, no, I think it's amazing, Tamara. I mean, I love listening to your story. I love listening to it from the, not just from the learning perspective, but from the positivity and mm. and the outlook. 
So I have to ask, because this is a question that Luke always asks, but I'm going to ask this one because you work on my team, so I'm going to ask <laughs> it. You were, you were in, the, in the morning meetings, man. It used to be in the office when we do the stand-ups. All of a sudden, everyone would be going around giving their updates. You know, what are the three things you're working on today? Gets it to Myra, and she just goes, you know what I've been thinking? And she just goes on this tear from a motivation standpoint. And it always encourages me because I'm like, man, Tamira's like, she's, she's running our email, our email marketing, right? And so it's, it's not like heavy into strategy. And obviously, you're part of the strategy and you're working what, as we're putting together these strategic plans. But like you're studying business, like you are studying entrepreneurs. And you can tell that not only are you looking at it, but then you're, you're putting the lens on it from the perspective of what can help me today and then what can I do to help others. So I want to ask you, what are some things that you do in your daily routine that kind of drive your success or drive that mindset of success? Oh, wow. So, oh, you know what? Um, shameless plug. You know, it, you guys are easy to work for. You know, it's easy for me to be motivated. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to give it on, you know, a, um, a job perspective. So, because I know all of us are putting in 100%, right? I mean, we, we do. We have you really vet the right people to be in the office with. And I don't have friction with folks. You know, I really don't. I, I want to get things done. I want to be able to talk to you where if I need something, I know I'm going to get it right away. I don't want to have to think about this. It's always been my life. I don't want to have to think if you're going to work for me or you're going to mm. be a team member. So I'm not going to take that as a credit on me because you found the right people to be in our marketing department. But I do know um, when I'm having days where like Marketo's not working, you know, and it's <laughs> and it's taking its time for it like a batch, you know, look up Marketo guys, you, you might need it, you might need it. Anyway, you don't need me, but you might need Marketo. <laughs> um, but you know, when I'm working through Marketo and I'm like, like what's going on? I, I have to remember like, you got a good job and you're doing something that you really wanna do. I really wanna do this, you know, this is, this is good for me. And the next thing is, I, and I'm going to say this. I like working for this company because when I see Steve Avery walk around and I know his story, like he's a tangible boss, you know, he's a tangible owner as well. You can listen to his story in episode 100 of State Paid yes. also. Go back and check that out. I'm yep. serious. It's, it's Say that again. Episode, episode 100. Episode 100 yep. of State Paid. But no, that, that's what I, I love that because I know that I'm working for somebody who has my mindset and that is relentless, but he does care about his people like and and that's what makes me say yo you're working you're doing your thing because you're doing it with a team that's feeling the same way and and I I feel that like internally so that's what keeps me going and in the days where like we got a lot of stuff going on right now right we you know we just we have a lot of craziness going on and a lot of things where people just feel isolated my thing is again I go back to that faith you know it wasn't easy for anybody it wasn't easy for anybody you know, my grandparents can tell me stories. They're not here anymore. Mm. So what I have to remember is I got to get up every day and be a light for maybe one person, you know? And I don't I know who that one person is. And if I can come in with a smile, you know, wipe off all of this, not the makeup right now because I love the makeup, but wipe off all this, you know, this moment of, of feeling woe is me and say, okay, mm. I'm out in the world. I got I to gotta shine my light. That's what works, you know? And then... For, for me, also, I'm kind of competitive. Like, I grew up in a house of men. You know, I have, I have you know, two brothers, two uncles, I have a sister. But you can't be like that. Oh, guys, um, <laughs> you can't be her with men. You got to be yeah, You, you got to eat fast or else you're not eating. <laughs> yo, I'm going <laughs> to kick your butt. <laughs> right. No, you got to, like, yoke them up. So 
So I've always had that kind of um, personality where if it feels like it's going to mess up, like, well, if it's going to mess up, because I messed it up, you know, I'm going to mm. mess it up today. That kind of thing. Like, that. you're not going to mess it up. I'm going to control it. <laughs> that, oh, that's so great. I love that. Awesome. That is. Oh, man, the power of perspective is incredible. Like, the world is crazy right now. Everybody feels it and sees it, right? The, the, the joke is, like, what chapter of Revelations are we reading today? Like the hornets, the hornet, the killer hornets are coming now. It's, it's crazy. But, but perspective, because I read a post on Instagram, I forget who posted it, so I can't give credit, but it talked about the people who were born and entered into the Great Depression. And it walked through the timeline of the tragedies that happened in the world during their life. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, this is a walk in the park compared to what that generation walked through all the way up to like Vietnam. It was nuts this i wish i had the post so everybody could go read it because instantly the power of perspective was like wow okay yeah it's not that bad i can i can suck it up a little bit it's not that bad driving uber right when you think of people who can't you know can't eat or drink you're like okay uber's not that bad i can drive uber right it's all perspective perspective is such a powerful weapon that you can use to guide your life what what advice would you go back and tell younger tamara what advice would you give that that girl in high school oh wow I would tell her, man, you can't wait to be 43, girl. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) You can't wait to be, you're going to be fantastic. You know, you're going to be friends. It's funny you say that. Um, I have this exercise that I do, like I write to my 10, well, not 10 year old self, 10 years from now. Right. I'll do it like every once in a while, maybe every other birthday or so. And um, I just wanted like, right to who she's going to become. You know, it feels like a very like cathartic moment, but when I'm writing, like, she, well, she's so badass, right? She really mm. is. Like, like, I can just tell. Like, she she just feels so powerful. So I would tell anybody, a nice little takeaway. Um, if you are, like, in a slump, write to the person that you want to be. You know, write, write them, write that letter. I'm telling you, like, those things really, really work. Um, it's, it's not fluff because, I mean, I have a mansion right now, you know, but I feel like it. You know, mm. I mean, I have, like, the, well, I, I do have a nice German car. Sorry. <laughs> I have a really nice car. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I do have those things, but I mean, outside of the material, just, just, just write to, to them and those things come into fruition, you know, and be willing to, to just kind of open your, your wounds, right. You know, kind of like, show me your hands, you know, show me your wound in the side, you know, folks that are kind of, mm. don't know what that means. Right. And just show me your wounds, do those things because if you don't show them to yourself, you won't ever be able to grow. Right. And you won't be able to help other people. And that's really what our job is here. You know, like outside of yep. all the money and everything, you're really here to help everybody out. And and that's what you should go on. So I hope it helps, you know, but no, I know. I love that. Be- uh, no, it's so powerful. You can't, you can't heal if you don't recognize your wounds. You can't, you can't heal. You can't get past them. No, that's uh, so powerful. Now, Tamira, thank you so much for being on the show today. I always ask people if they have anything to plug. You're your Lily Glow uh, socials are still active. Tell the people what they are. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, social, so right now, um, Lily Glow, it's L-I-L-I-G-L-O-W. Um, I'm getting back into that. So my feed is a little dormant. However, I am doing speaking engagements. So I will put those on Lily Glow or shop Lily Glow um, on IG. Um, but it's going to be a slow, slow move. So if you don't go, you go there tomorrow, you don't see anything. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, people, write her, tell her to get yes. on it. Yeah, get on it. Come on. Is that is that Facebook and Instagram every everywhere pretty much? Or? Well, it's, it's Instagram. I mean, I'm on Facebook, but I'm a lot more active on Instagram. 
Nice. Awesome. Well, man, Tamara, thanks again for coming on and for sharing your story. I know that, that that's, I know someone needed to hear that today and uh, love how open and willing you are to share that with, uh, with everybody. You've shared it here in the company and you've shared it now with the world. You've shared it with the number 23 podcast on the Apple iTunes marketing charts. That's what you just shared it with. Can I people hear that? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. To dive deeper into this episode, get all the show notes uh, and get this video, you can head over to staypaidpodcast.com. And if you're interested in supporting the show, Tamara, tell them how to do it. Oh, wow. Um, you will need to go to iTunes or you can also go to Spotify and you can support us there by uh, downloading, subscribing, subscribing. And then we also have a website. So you can go to Stay Paid. Oh, actually, ReminderMedia.com uh, forward slash Stay Paid. Yep, Stay Paid Podcast. StayPaidPodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the best way to support the show is to tell a friend about it and share it on your social media. We are, I mean, I made a joke about it, but we, uh, we're, we're sitting at like 26. We've been sitting there for two or three weeks now on the marketing charts. Yeah, so and thank you are, for that. Thank you so much because yeah. we know that it's from you guys sharing. I actually have a bunch more reviews that I'm going to be reading because we got like five or six, seven more reviews in um, this past week. I just haven't had a chance to pull them down to share them with everybody. But if you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. We are also on Facebook, Stay Paid Podcast on Facebook. We're trying to grow that thing to 10,000. So head on over there. Give that page a like. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acree. What an incredible story. Thank you, Tamira. I really appreciate your story. I think there's so many golden nuggets, so much truth in that. You know, there was something that you mentioned at the end that I think is the obvious action item. And it really reminds me of Think and Grow Rich. If you haven't read the book, Think and Grow Rich, I mean, the power of vis visualization is a real thing. I mean, what you visualize, it's like Tony Robbins says, what you focus on, that's where your energy flows to. And so what you visualize for your life, that ends up being what happens to you nine times out of 10. So take the time, write a letter to yourself, whether it's the goals. You know, I've heard Tom Ferry talk about this. We had him on the show. He sits down with his wife all the time and he maps out what, you know, 30 years from now looks like. He maps out what his future looks like. So all the great coaches out there, the number one coaches in the industries, they're doing this visualization. So if the best of the best are doing it, I think it makes sense for us to do it. So take some time, write a letter to yourself of, you know, what does your future look like? Tell your future self what to expect. Practice the power of visualization to pull yourself out of that rut you might be in. Remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry that we've worked in is top producers take action. Take action on that today.